right, everyone, welcome back. Here we are for episode two of The Baked Bible. Here with my friend Jessica again. Hello. And uh, as we last left off, we were at, uh, let's see here, I believe that we just finished Genesis 2. That would put us on Genesis 3, correct? That sounds about right. Genesis 3 here, and uh, I guess we're just going to jump right into it. Um, the Fall. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will not or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman. Does this mean that they speak parcel tongue? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Potter there. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to get a little encouragement here. <laughs> you will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I feel like there's more about that. There's more to that. In what way? Because there is more than just knowing good and evil. Yes. Um, the point of not eating the fruit is that they would become mortal. So they would no longer be like God. They would be... Mm -hmm. They would have that knowledge of right and wrong. And they would be mortal. And that's why they would no longer be able to stay in the Garden of Eden. Because mm. the Garden of Eden is like a super exclusive club for gods, period. <laughs> Creations. Sure, we can go with that. All right, we'll go with that. And then the serpent is, in theory, supposed to be Lucifer. But I thought he was a bat. Or a goat, or whatever the hell they are. It just, yeah. Well, wasn't <laughs> Lucifer one of the fallen angels? Yes. He was the fallen angel. He was the fallen angel. Because yep. there was Gabriel, Michelangelo. Mm, what's the other one? You are really stretching my knowledge here. I don't the know. The archangels. Right. So in the LDS church, which I grew up in, the archangels, like we hardly ever talked about them. That was not a focal point of our religion like I know they are in Catholicism and other religions. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have Google right there. Who were the fallen angels? Okay, hang <laughs> on. So we're going to pop open a new tab here. Who were the four angels? Raphael. That's right. Michael. Okay. So this is what it's pulled up here. 
Within Protestantism, the Anglican and Methodist tradition recognizes four angels as archangels. Michael the Archangel, Raphael the Archangel, Gabriel the Archangel, and Uriel the Archangel. That's right. I spelled that wrong. And Lucifer was the fifth. Mm. It says here there's a depiction of seven archangels in stained glass windows in some Anglican churches. But we'll get into that later. I'm sure it just depends on mm-hmm. whoever decided this is what we believe and these are the angels. Right, right. <laughs> Similar to like saints, same, right? Like right. kind of all have the same set of books. Right. That get assembled in a various way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like this feels different than the thing that's at Mass? Oh. Um, St. Madeline's Cathedral. They have a weird book that tells you to go based off of what year it is. Tell you to go? Right, like the way that you read the book is different based on what year it is. Oh, weird. Not weird. Interesting. Weird because it's not something you would think about. Right. Like... I think interesting is a better word. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. That's right. really interesting. That's not something right. I have any... Because, like, the way that their book runs, and this is just to my understanding, someone else can definitely step in and correct me if they know better. Um, the... Like, you read it, and it's like, okay, well, this is the third year of... Whatever. Whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. And that's how you read the Bible. Huh. There. They don't call it a Bible, though. It's got a different name. Catechism? Mm, no, it's two no. words. And the book is red. I wish I knew about more about Catholicism. Yeah, I don't know a ton either. Even though, Julius will probably never listen to this, even though the one that I dated before, N.T., was raised Catholic, and uh, we actually went to... Uh, an Anglican church together. Interesting. Almost every Sunday. Wow. Uh huh. Slightly surprising. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, my, you know, my husband, he he'd go to mass before COVID, and now he right. does it online. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Yeah. Tangent. Yeah. So we're in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. The serpent telling Eve. He, or he's just reaffirming, like, like, hey, he really didn't say that, right? And she's like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're on six. Verse, Verse six. six. Genesis 3. Is it the book of Genesis chapter 3, verse 6? Yes. At least that's how I was brought up to that's read it. how I'm so. going to read it, because that made sense to me in my <laughs> head. Um... When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. 
Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? <clears throat> Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? <laughs> that just seems so condescending. <laughs> like, who told you you were naked? <laughs> it's the original Emperor's New Clothes story. Oh, oh my god, it is. Yes. I watched that as Muppets as, the, as a child. <laughs> That's how I learned some of those stories. It's from a Muppets cassette. Um, the Emperor's New Clothes. What's that other one? Doesn't matter. Nope, not at all. Doesn't matter. Moving on. <laughs> the man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. <laughs> so here's snitch. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Originally, when Eve took the fruit and ate it and gave it to Adam... They didn't have a knowledge of right and wrong. Yes, God said, don't eat this, but it wouldn't have mattered to them. Like it was kind of an irrelevant fact. Because they didn't understand eating this is wrong, so don't do it. Mm -hmm. To they them, just, it's just, they were just this is another piece of fruit. It. Yeah, exactly. So she's and like, so oh, this looks great. Going, Let me Why? eat it. And they're like, huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, thanks, Adam, for just tossing her under the bus right there. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Fucker. And then again, it's the whole <laughs> nakedness is wrong and you should be ashamed starts here. Because they felt the need to cover themselves in front of God. Where before... Mm. Didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. Because they didn't know. Right. It's like they were toddlers. So if God made them in his own image and he's all-knowing and they're dumb fucks. <laughs> he made them like, in his physical image, not necessarily in his mind. Oh. So God is omnipotent, knows all things. Uh-huh. Realistically knows that they're going to eat this fruit anyway and be cast out of the garden. Right. So I don't, As you do. Right. So it's kind of a moot point to say, hey, don't eat this. Right, because they're going to do it anyway. Right, and otherwise, everyone would just be traipsing around the Garden of Eden, and nothing would have mattered. Right. <laughs> we would not be here, gotcha. in according to this theology. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> okay. So really, instead of being pissed off at Adam and Eve for, you know, the first original sin. Birth. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you touched like, a vagina, so that sin. Oh, God. <laughs> but what about those of us who took the side door? <laughs> I'm, of course, referring to... <laughs> um... Referring to a cesarean section where they remove the baby from the side door. No, the original sin is eating of the fruit. In the Garden of Eden. See, but I always heard that it was just the fact that you were born. This is a Catholic, so... 
This is a very Catholic thing that I learned. You are born with the original sin in you. It's an inherited sin. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Because that's the, you know, <laughs> she disobeyed God. Adam mm. and Eve disobeyed mm. God. Right. Original sin. Okay. So therefore, any progeny of theirs inherits that original sin. And that's a big part of why baptism at birth, or really soon after birth, is such a huge thing in most religions. I'm not going to say all. I shouldn't even say most religions. <laughs> in the majority of Christian Bible-based religions. Because Mormonism, you don't get baptized until you're eight years old. Right. According to them, you are not accountable for any of your sins until you were eight years old. Someone just pulled that number out of their ass and <laughs> said, here we go. But, <laughs> point B. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> because they believe that at eight years old, you can now understand the difference between right and wrong. Right. Whereas a baby doesn't. Right. So that was a belief that I grew up with, and we always thought that baptism at birth was super strange because why would you need it right. you're a baby you can't do anything wrong right right because you weren't taught about any inherent right sin yeah there's no way you could disobey anything right so anyway gotcha. there's okay. a lot in this chapter that is significant in religion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. continue okay then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Go back and read that verse about the serpent again. Okay. I don't know if this is in the King James Version, so this is all sounding very interesting and new to me. Okay. Granted, so, it's been years and years and years right. and whatever, but... Uh, right. <laughs> okay. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. Okay. Making you the most cursed. A horcrux... Anyway. <laughs> you will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. Okay. No legs for you. Anybody else want legs? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking about. Rick and Morty reference for anyone who's unfamiliar. <laughs> oh, he felt so bad about his legs. And I will put enmity 
between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and he will strike his heel. Now, what is this word? I don't know what enmity is. Yeah. The state of feeling or being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. He's making them enemies. Decades of enmity between the two countries. Family feuds and enmities. Okay. Okay. To the woman he said, I will make your pains and childbearing very severe. We're just going to skip over this verse because I can't. I have something seriously, it seriously upsets me when religion says, hey, pain and all of this is the result of some sin, whether or not it's your own. And I heard that quite Mm. a bit growing up. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I get upset about things like that is it's like, oh, you're depressed. That means you don't have enough faith. You're doing something wrong. Right. You know, if you are faithful enough, if you were believe in God strong enough, you're going to be happy. You're going to have everything you could ever want. Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) you can be healed of your illnesses because you have enough faith. Right, right. So everything goes back to that lack of, you know, (laughs) you did something wrong. Right. And your physical incapabilities or whatever you're dealing with, Mm -hmm. your trials of whatever flavor are your fault. It makes me very angry. Yeah. Because of dumbness. Right. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So, guess we did unpack that a little bit. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. So, to Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground, since from it you were taken. For dust you are, and to dust you will return. So is this like Ash Wednesday? When they tell you ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and then they yes. smudge you with the... As far as I know, yes. Because you were created out of that's nothing, said to me, and you will return to nothing. I don't think that's Ash Wednesday. I think that's different. But oftentimes, if I... you go to funerals and burials mm-hmm. specifically... And they have a clergyman reading over something. Mm-hmm. You'll often hear the from mm-hmm. dust to dust. Because yep. you're created out of nothing and you'll return yes. to nothing again. Came from dust and to dust you shall return. Something was said to that effect to me when I went to a mass with my husband. Who was again devout Catholic. And then they put black smudge on cross on my forehead yes and i know ash wednesday has a different significance i just don't know enough i'll do research talk to your husband we can discuss it 
Yeah. In a later podcast. Know. And you know who else will know really well, actually, is David. Um, we can get him on here soon. Yes. David, you're coming on soon. Okay. Hello, my adopted son. <laughs> <laughs> this is your mother speaking. <laughs> this is your mother. These are your parents. <laughs> Your gay father is high, your lesbian mother is not. She's watching me. And we're going to get the thoughts behind gay man here on the old Bible. <laughs> not quite lesbian. I have both, so I feel like that's, you know. <laughs> we can say queer. Okay, here's what I'm going to say, because it's the same thing I said at work the other day. Everybody's a little bit gay. Everybody likes mm-hmm. dick, just a little bit. Even if it is your own dick, that counts. Fair. <laughs> it's like if I had a vagina, you know what? I would love it because it's mine. <laughs> Fair. Mm-hmm. It's like in Shit's Creek. I love the wine, not the label. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite oh, God. ways to explain bisexuality slash pan, uh, pansexuality. Pansexuality. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Stevie's like. I drink red wine, <laughs> and I only drink red wine, and up until the other night, I thought you only drank red wine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I that. It's great. At which point, David says that, yes, he likes white wine as well, and sometimes the occasional rosé. Oh, that's right. Yes. Ah. It's the wine, not the label. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Anyway, tangent. Yep. Let's jump back <laughs> into it. So, okay, there's little, like, bubbles here to tell me something. So, um, this, I'm going to read it in its original, and I'm going to read the little pop-ups that come. And I'm going to drink my coffee. Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. So, Adam is, or the male, so the man named his wife Eve, and it says here as a subnote, Eve probably means living. Where are they getting that from? Because she would become the mother of all the living, but I don't know, it's, because we're reading the okay. international version, it has this little, it's got these little, like, notes that say, mm-hmm. like, oh, it could be this. Yeah. On there, which is interesting because I've never heard of more than one way to write a book. Well, see, this isn't written, this is interpreted. Right. Like later on, when we come across, you know. That is like this. (laughs) Well, no. I've come across things like this. I know you have because you've had other stuff that you've read. Reading, not even religion, though. Mm -hmm. Like the Iliad and the Odyssey or anything written from. Greek times, paying attention to the translator Mm -hmm. is really important. Any book that has multiple translators is going to have differences in little minuscule minuscule ways. Uh So like when I was in college and doing humanities courses, Mm -hmm. we had very specific translations we had to use so that we could all be on the same page. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And so keep in mind, this has been translated and retranslated and... bastardized over and over and over again right thousands of years right just like when we get to you know man shall not lie with a man Mm -hmm. which in theory is supposed to be hey don't be homosexuals 
that did not exist at the time of its writing. It right. was talking about don't be a pedophile. Right. Like an adult man should the not sleep was with man a does child. Not sleep with boy. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Deuteronomy? I don't know. Again, David, get your shit together and <laughs> help us. Get your shit together. Put it in a bag. <laughs> I don't care what you do with your shit. Just put you it in a bag. You have to take it somewhere. Take, take it. it somewhere. <laughs> take it to the shit museum. <laughs> okay, tangent, super tangent, and we're probably butchering that it's fine. quote anyway. It's fine. Okay. All right, let's keep reading here. So Genesis 3, verse 21. Okay, we've made it 24. <laughs> okay. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So there's just a spinning sword protecting the door now? Oh, yes, the flaming sword. Go back, read that again. Sorry, I was distracted. Okay, hang on, <clears> hang, on <throat> hang on, hang on. Here we go. Let me read that one more time here. Okay. Genesis 3, verse 21. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Okay, we have clothes now. Right. And the Lord God said... The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. Okay. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Yes. So it's... So he put angels with flaming swords in front of the door? An angel with a flaming sword. A single? Yes. And now is this the picture where it's the wings with the ball of eyes that float around it with a sword? I do not know. I've seen those. I don't know where they come from. To be totally honest. To my honest. understanding, those are... So, side note, and I again want correction if I'm wrong. I would like correction if I'm wrong. What happened? Loki wants in. Oh. <laughs> okay, hang on. Um, apparently, so, angels will appear as humanoid. Yes. To people, unless they are ready to see the truth, and then yes. an angel will show its true shape. Uh huh. And that's the ball of eyeballs yes. with wings in the middle and a sword. Mm -hmm. It's made out of fire. I don't know which translation that is found in. Hmm. 
we need to go let the cat in. Okay. All right, Taylor. We're going to pause here real quick, and we'll be right back with you. <coughs> okay. Welcome back. Do you want to open that before we start yeah, recording so, again? Um, what I've done is I've let the cat in, and I've also gotten this bag of Ruffles all-dressed chips. They're the number one flavor in Canada. Um, if you haven't tried them, this is not a paid promotion, but you should definitely eat them. Okay. Yeah. Woody, come here. Sorry. We've got Odin here with us again today, and he is And just you've got a, food now, so. A meaty and I've got chips, and he wants some, and that's not how that's going to happen. Hey, uh-uh. Sit. Okay, we're going to jump right back into it. Here. I need one more chip. <laughs> okay. So we're on the fourth book of Genesis now, and it's talking about Cain and Abel, which I believe is the children, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm excited about this one. Mm-hmm. Time you've ever been excited about children. <laughs> I love my nieces and nephews. That's not true. <laughs> We're excellent dog cat parents. I don't think we do well with human a human child. <laughs> it's the other children we can handle better. Okay. Alright, yeah, this already starts terrible too. <laughs> Cain and Abel. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain had brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. Dick. So, <laughs> oh, you brought me bacon. That sounds nice. Ew, salad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Also, I love, I would just, I really want to point out, in the Bible, there are ritualistic offerings. Yeah, this sounds... Don't condemn the pagans. Right, this sounds very <laughs> pagan in nature. Like, you're giving an offering to the gods. And not only just an offering, you are giving them some of your firstborn flock. Sacrifice. Like, yes. <laughs> he didn't just, like... Here, God, so, have this live little lamb. Is this where the concept of tithing comes from? No. That's later. In that you should do it even if it causes you to suffer? No, that's later. That's awesome. There is a different parable about that. Stop. Leave your sister and brother alone. All right, we've got Loki here now, too. Stop! Hey! Stop! Oh, little shit. Alright, we're getting back into it again. Okay. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? 
If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While... What? Okay. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Is that all it says? Yeah. Okay. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? <laughs> He's talking to him like a child who ate the chocolate cake. I don't know. He replied, <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? Did you eat the chocolate cake? No. (laughs) (laughs) Then who did? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. The Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so no one who found him would kill him. So is he talking about like some sort of tattoo or is this scar? Keep reading because I'm curious if this, if the interpretation that I know is in here or not. Okay. Okay. All right, let me continue. And then we can can rehash this. Okay. Okay. So, so Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Nod means wandering is the subnote here. Okay. So, no. Judging by that verse alone, I know that it's not going to talk about the interpretation I know. So, in King James, in the King James Version... As far as I know, it's in there. Again, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were taught that the mark of Cain was dark skin. Oh, that's right. Yes. Due to racism. Correct. So the jolly Anglo-Saxons, mm-hmm. with their white skin, mm-hmm. believed that people of darker colored skin were descendants of Cain. Because they're black. Yes. So. And in the LDS church. Uh huh. For the longest time. So. Stop. Ow. God. Stop it. Black people in the LDS church have had a rough history. Uh huh. I'm sure I could get so much shit for what I'm going to say next about all of this. So, fact of the matter is, um, black men in the LDS church were not able to get the priesthood from until, like, the 80s. 
which meant they couldn't go to the temple, which meant a whole bunch of stuff. Right. And that was based around... class citizens, basically. Yes. And that was based around this idea that they were descendants of Cain and were unworthy. Right, because God cast Cain out. Correct. There are... I want to say in the Book of Mormon there was a verse that talked about um, someone of darker skin found God and repented and was baptized Mm -hmm. and their skin lightened. And that's how they knew that they were accepted by the Lord. So this whole mark of Cain and, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) is a great way to institutionalize racism into a religion. Right. Because, hey, you're different looking and that means that God doesn't like you and doesn't approve. Right. You have this mark. Right. So another thing that's interesting is, if you remember, um, God is basically (laughs) giving Cain eternal life. Mm-hmm. At no point that I know of, and as far as I know, nobody's killed Cain. Right. So to a lot of people who take this literally, Cain is still walking the earth. So you could just come across Cain any old time, mm-hmm. and he would just be a normal person because he can't die. Interesting. And there are a couple others in, I don't know if it's in the Bible or if it's the Book of Mormon, who are the same way. I know there's one in the Book of Mormon, Mm -hmm. at least one, who are, in theory, still on the earth, walking around, you know, Mm -hmm. doing their thing. So, yeah, interesting stuff. They Uh cast Cain out. Um, (laughs) It's funny to me that there's only that one sentence Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, Cain killed his brother. <laughs> right. Just super matter-of-factly, too. Right. No explanation or anything. Just, yep, I killed him. Because to me, I could see it being like, these are two brothers. God is like, yay, Abel, you're amazing. Thanks for this bacon. Mm-hmm. And then, shame on you, Cain, for bringing me lettuce Ew, and salad. salad. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> How dare you? So, yeah, Cain's going to be offended. I'd be fucking offended. <laughs> like, right, yeah. That's not okay. So I could imagine it going down just like, bro, mm-hmm. really? Right. And just, you know, this brotherly fight, and then suddenly Abel trips and hits his head on a rock and is dead. Right. So, anyway. That's my tangent of... <laughs> I don't think Cain should have been treated so poorly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's also kind of like... Yeah, I don't know why they would put in there or why God would look less favor- favorably on Cain's offering as opposed to Abel's. Right. Is it because it wasn't a living thing? Right. But to me, like, the f- fruit and the veggies or whatever he brought mm-hmm. was stuff that he worked just as hard for. Right, that even God himself originally created. Right. And protected. Yep. So Cain's livelihood, he offered some of his livelihood, just as Abel offered some of his. Mm -hmm. So the discrimination is interesting to me in that little bit. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Okay. So here we go. So Genesis 4, um, verse 17. Cain made love to his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. 
Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irod, and Irod was the father of Mehujael, and Mehujael was the father of Methuselah. Oh dear, how long does this go on? Because I think this goes on for a while. Okay, so we've gone... If it does, we're skipping ahead, because I don't want (laughs) to... No, so okay, so... Cain, Enoch, Erod, Mehujal, Methuselah, Lamech. Okay. Lamech married two women. Okay. Oh. Polygamy? Yes. Oh. Which, again, like, let's remember, this is a common practice back in old times. Whether or not... Right, like, I don't... I don't... <laughs> Rome or whenever this mm-hmm. was, in right. theory, Thousands written down. Yes, or translated, whatever your... Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it. Interpretation of that is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't, you know, marriage, multiple partners is not an uncommon thing in human life. Right. <laughs> Regardless right. of how you feel about that. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Okay. I have lots of tangents today. It's okay. It's all right. That's what we're here for. Yes, this is all about the learning experience and knowing and growing and knowledge and sharing. and It's great. Great. Mom always said, share everything but needles. <laughs> I feel like there are other things we shouldn't share, but, you know, <laughs> we're not going to go into that. Please don't continue needles. down that thought. We'll leave it at that. Moving on. Okay. Lamech married two women, one named Adah and the other Zalah. Adah gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who lived in tents and raised, raised livestock. His brother was Jubal. He was the father of all who played stringed instruments and harps. <coughs> Zalah also had a son, Tubal Cain who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain's sister was Naama. Lamech said to his wives, Adah and Zalah, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seventy-seven, Oh, I'm sorry. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. You unpaused it, right? Yeah. Okay. Saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. From Adam to Noah. This is written, oh, I'm sorry. This is the written account of Adam's family line. So basically, this is, we're starting a family tree. Yes. Gotcha. Seems long. When God created mankind, 
He made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them, and he named them mankind when they were created. When Adam had lived 130 years and had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. After Seth was born, Adam lived 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years, and then he died. Huh? We're just going to move on because <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing to say. <laughs> it makes me wonder if they don't know what a year is. Maybe it's a different timeline. Maybe a year is a month. How many years would be 830 months? Let's pull up our trusty friend, the calculator. 930. So 930 divided by 12? 77 and a half. That sounds yeah. a bit better. That makes more sense in my mind. Mm-hmm. When Seth had lived 105 years... He became the father of Enosh. So wait a minute, what would that be? 105 divided by 12. 10 something. 105 divided by 12. 8.75. Okay, so a 9-year-old. Got it. No, we're not going with this anymore. <laughs> it just got too weird. <laughs> oh, because it gets worse. Yes. Down here, 90 years, 70 years. Okay. Basically, they're just like, hey, we're having kids younger and younger and younger. Right. When Seth had lived 105 years, he became the father of Enosh. After he became the father of Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Seth, Seth lived a total of 912 years, and then he died. I feel like this is one of those stories that goes nowhere. I'm pretty sure that this, the rest of this is just, this person had this child. Okay. Look ahead and tell me if I'm right. <laughs> yep. Okay, because if we are, we're skipping this. There's nothing here to unpack. <laughs> okay, so it literally is just like, this is the child, this is the child, this is the child, this is the child. In the name of efficiency, we're just going to move on. Right, so in the King James Version, it sounds like, and this person begat this person, and this person begat this person, and this mm -hmm. person begat that person, on and on. Oh, okay. But read the last part of the genealogy, because I think that's important. I think it goes down to Noah, uh -huh. if I remember right. Yes, okay, so, Genesis 5. Uh, verse 28. When Lamech had lived 182 years, he had a son. He named him Noah and said, He will comfort us in the labor and the painful toil of our hands caused by the ground the Lord has cursed. After Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Lamech lived a total of 777 years and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem, Ham, 
and Japan. So I think the only takeaway really, genealogy is important. Right. We know this from many religions Every who trace. Religion yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> if we really cared, we could probably figure out how old the earth had been mm-hmm. by the time Noah came around. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's safe to assume that it's at least a couple thousand years. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Based on how long each Easy. of these people lived. Because each yeah. one of these was five, <laughs> seven, nine hundred, you know? Yep. So, I mean, this is ten thousand years <laughs> in the cave of wonders! <laughs> so, thousands of years later, right. many children later, <clears throat> they're doing a great job of going out and populating the earth. Mm-hmm. We get Noah. Uh-huh. Okay. And remember that, yes, people have to work for their food. Mm-hmm. Because God cursed the land because of Cain. Mm-hmm. And Cain is still kicking around somewhere. Right. That's In theory, east of Eden. What? In theory, east of Eden in whatever city that was. Nod. Yes. Right. Super weird side fact. Um... One of my favorite games when I was a child was Command and Conquer on the computer. Okay. And there were two teams. There was the GDI, which was the Global Defensive Initiative. Um, think very much so, like US, EU, you know, raw, raw, sis, boom, bah. Look at how amazing we are. Um, very US military-like. Right. Um, their logo was a gold eagle striking from the sky. And then they had the Brotherhood of Nod, which were these underground, super alternative, dark, almost terroristic group. And their logo was a scorpion tail. And all their buildings had like weird, creepy, rounded black defects. And it was all very dark and twisted, and I loved them. <laughs> you can And they even. do actually have... Exactly. Exactly. And it is, it almost is a religion, mm-hmm. the way that they set it up on there, because you build these things called temples, and they help you advance your tools and weaponry and stuff. Um, anyway. Interesting. Nod. Hmm. <laughs> Loved it since I was a kid. (laughs) Um, Alright, so we're now to Genesis 6. Wickedness in the world. You know anything about this? I'm not sure. Oh, yes. Assuming it's Noah, we're moving into the story of Noah. Mm -hmm. And the boat. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I assume. We'll find find out. out. When the human beings began to increase in number on the earth, and the daughters were born to them, the Son of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. The sons of God saw that the daughters of the humans were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Okay, that makes more sense. The way I read it didn't make sense to me. It's like... Mmm, God went, mmm, boner for the young ladies. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's God's sons got boners for the ladies. 
Yeah, which is really just men married women. The end. Right. Because they were pretty. Let's mm-hmm. let's specify that. Right. Anyway. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are immortal. Their days will be a hundred and twenty years. One more time? Their days will no. be a hundred and twenty years. Not okay. that, the part so before. The, whole thing. Yeah. the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal. For they are mortal. Okay. Yes. So there is... There's a sub note here, or my spirit will not remain in humans forever, for they are mortal or corrupt. Their days will be 120 years. So, according to the Bible, we can't live more than 120 years. Eh. I don't think that's the important part. I, don't I know. think the important part is that the Spirit of God can't stay with people forever whether that's through their mortality or corruption Mm -hmm. like the footnote thingy said Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. different religious groups interpret that one way or the other so if you were if you were corrupt then nope nope that didn't make sense the way i was thinking about that we're going to move on. So if you're corrupt, you can't have the Spirit of God with you. Because the Spirit right, of God is wouldn't, holy. Wouldn't, if you were corrupt, wouldn't you be... Immortal? No. They're different. It's not equating them to the same thing. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a comment on translation possibilities, I gotcha. think is what it is. Okay. It could okay. be it could be interpreted as this or, or this. Or this. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay. That makes some sense then. Mm-hmm. Um, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown. <clears throat> The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, <laughs> and his heart was deeply troubled. I okay. laugh, I'm sorry. This, this is interesting. <laughs> This is interesting right here. Dumb fucked up, eh, eh, (laughs) Ron? Okay. This is where it gets real good. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. (laughs) So he decides immediately... Just that to he's yeet. going to rage quit. Yes. He's going to say, fuck this shit, I'm out. And just, bloop. My bad. <laughs> Try <Right>. again. <laughs> and then here's this little interesting bit that pops in at the very end. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. 
oh, but there's one guy I like, so I'm not going to do that. Well, not necessarily. Just keep going. <laughs> I just still can't get over, okay. like, God is supposed to be infallible. Right. And oh he's my like, God, I made these things in my image, and then I realized what an absolute piece of shit I am. And oh my God, can it get so much worse just watching them fall down this hole that is their lives. I'm going to have to kill all of them and perhaps start anew. They are just, they're irredeemable. Right. There's right. nothing but bad in them. When left to their own devices, it just turns out bad. <laughs> yeah. This is where I get, mm -hmm. you know, the seven deadly sins, and everyone has their vice, and that's all they're paying attention to. Anyway. Okay, so we move everyone's on Everyone's bad. I'm going to rage quit. But right. then there's Noah, so I can't really do that yet. Right. I kind of like him. Does this mean God's a homosexual? No. Because he's... Or is he like Icarus? Is it Icarus? No. Who's the one that falls in love with their own reflection? Narcissus. Yeah. Narcissus. However you want to... Narcissus, if you will. <laughs> so God is narcissistic. Hmm, what a good takeaway. <laughs> what a good takeaway. All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. And uh, actually, you know what? We're actually at a pretty good stopping point. Um, should we pick this back up in another episode? Sounds great. All right. Um, well, thank you guys again so much for listening. Um, again, Cameron high gay man and jessica the bible expert here <laughs> on the uh the baked bible 